Meet Megan. Hi. A professional wedding photographer and professional wedding planner, Emily. Hey there. Together with 20 years experience in planning, designing and shooting all things wedding, they'll discuss how it's so much more than pretty pictures and a fun party. Welcome to Wedding Therapy, a podcast exploring why it is that weddings bring out the best and worst in people and how to navigate relationships and conflicts during the wedding planning process and beyond. Um, I've been recording this whole time, so... So we've been going already. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, hello and welcome to the Wedding Therapy Podcast. That's your host, Emily Sutherland. And that's your other host, Megan Lubeck. We have a guest today that we both know. Yes. Very fun. And you didn't know it until I got here. Nope. <laughs> Well, that you both knew me. Well, I guess I assumed you had worked with Martine. I mean, we should say. Who yeah, is. Martine. <laughs> of Waveform Events. Yes. Um, I guess I assumed you guys had crossed paths, but I did not know. The most the, recent the most interaction? Recent. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. when did we first meet? I The last or the first time I ever remember meeting you was uh, a wedding at Castle Green. That's but what was, I was going to say. Okay. It was at Castle Green. Okay. I wasn't sure if oh, that was right. Oh, right down the street. Right down the street. <laughs> yeah. And how many years ago was that? Probably it might be pushing ten years. By now. Yeah, it's been it's, it's, it's been, been a while. while. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't remember the first time I worked with you. I think wasn't it the thing we did with remember Holly? She had that um, shoot at Castle Green. Also, the uh, style shoot she did. Uh, I never did a style. You didn't shoot. do a style shoot there with no, her. No, but I met Holly. You know who Holly is. Yeah. So it must have been something else then. No, I've only done one event, ironically, at Castle Green, and, right it was, and it was when I lived in Santa Clarita. Oh, wow. I didn't even live here, yeah. You know what? Then it might have been, through, have been through Michelle then, because... <gasps> it must have been through Michelle. Because you're, if you're from Santa, Santa Clarita, Clarita, and so yeah. is she... Okay, there we go. That explains it. Or maybe it was just a wedding that I did that they had already booked you, and I met you through that, and just... Because I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. What's that? I don't love... Many DJs. So, all right, I guess I'll have to go then. Except, no, that's what I'm saying. My guess is we work together not because I referred you, just because the couple maybe already booked you. And I was like, (laughs) breath of fresh air. This DJ is amazing. And that's probably where it, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I'll be honest though, you're you're not the only person in the industry I have that problem with. Where did I meet them before? Oh yeah. I, I, you I, guys for some are reason everywhere. I know you clearly when I met you, probably the red hair. Yeah, it happens. By you I mean <laughs> I, was just gonna say. I mean Megan since I'm Yes, yeah, yeah. You're just hearing my voice and I'm pointing <laughs> at someone. But the, the redhead of the two hosts. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. it easier to, to remember. Yeah. But um I remember do you, do you know Eric Acuna from uh Friar Talks? No. No. Well, he's a guy who's been around forever, yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. all of us here. Right. And we were, I was doing a style shoot with him. Oh, okay. And I'm saying, where did we meet? And he didn't know. It's like, I've always known you, <laughs> totally. and I don't know why. Yeah. Same, oh, yeah. same, same thing. thing. Same thing. Yeah. You, you, just so you guys know, Martine is probably the number one person I refer to clients. It, it's and like I my go-to. It. Yeah, yeah. It's, I well, I, for me, it's like... If your photographer sucks, it's not going to really affect the flow of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you might not like your photos, but I have zero control over right. that. Right. If your florist is hard to work with, it's kind of like, eh, whatever, as long as they show up and they do the job. But if your DJ <laughs> is disorganized, doesn't know what they're doing, talks way too much on the microphone or barely says anything <laughs> and can't make an announcement mm-hmm. that people can hear. It makes my job infinitely harder. And it, it, especially when couples totally don't understand how events flow, I could be busting my butt and if the DJ could royally screw something up, but it looks like it's on me. And I would imagine vice versa. True. If you're working True. with a coordinator, it could really make you look bad. So that's partly why I'm like, when so you would you meet say someone, that coordinators and DJs almost the 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 relationship between a, a coordinator and a DJ is is one of the most uh, has to has to be one of the most cooperative of all. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I think so. Um, similarly, how if you have a photo and video team, they need to work well together. Well, I was even going to say, I think photo and DJ need to work well together because as I've grown and, you know, Mm -hmm. worked weddings and stuff, 
the times when I'm not in communication with the DJ, things happen and I'm not around or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's not that that's a coordinator's job. Mm, I mean, but sometimes if, but if I'm you're, always, go ahead. Not to interrupt. No, please. If you're in a situation where there is no coordinator. Oh, true, true, yeah. true. Then yeah. from the, uh, I'm guessing from the photography point of view, you, you're relying on the DJ so to let them know when yeah. there's a first dance, when mm-hmm. there's a cake cut, when there's mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And if the photographers Don't having think. their vendor meal, if they're in the bathroom, mm-hmm. right. if they're changing the battery in their right. camera and 100%. suddenly the DJ is going into the father daughter dance. Yeah, exactly. She's going to miss it. And yeah. that's where I feel like DJs end up. If a couple is like, oh, we haven't budgeted for a planner or they just don't think about it or they think they don't need it. Oftentimes that burden then falls on the DJ when I would argue it's not the DJ's job to queue up dad for the father-daughter dance to tell the photographer, hey, we're going to do speeches. That's 100% what I do Well, on the floor. And I, it might not be the DJ's quote-unquote job, but I still feel like the DJs I love the most are the ones that yeah. are actually like, hey, let us all work together. Exactly. And like- <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's what I'm saying too. But it's... So would you say... Makes my job easier. Would you say that both of you run into DJs who don't work together with you? Yes. Yeah, I, I find there's kind of two versions. One that thinks they're the coordinator (laughs) and that their timeline is the timeline and they don't wait for my cue for anything they they're just going off of their paper and i'm like wait 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 we can't announce the dad's speech yet because i have to let him know it's coming and the photographers aren't even here and they're just doing their thing and they just like i was saying a minute exactly or they are purists when it comes to music and them being on the mic is a challenge. So I'm like, hey, can you please announce like we, we're, we're about to do this? And this is, I swear, they're like, okay. They're like weirded out that I'm asking them. And then they're like, music is still playing. And they're like, oh, the photo booth is now open. <laughs> and, and, then, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> that is one thing that is different between a wedding DJ and other kind of DJs. Yes. You got to let that music purist thing go yeah. because it's not about playing the music for people to listen to. It's about yes. playing the right music to get the party going. Yes. And the party may not need music at that moment. It may need the cake cutter or what exactly. have you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I have had couples in the past, they know a DJ who has a residency in Vegas and they're like, oh my gosh, my homie, he's amazing. And my number one response is, he may be amazing and that's great. If he doesn't know how to do weddings it will not be amazing because he's used to playing for a crowd of a thousand and he's just doing his DJ set. He's not also facilitating the flow. So glad you understand that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. And it's, but it's hard to explain because people are only thinking about, I think couples too are only thinking about the music. Side the analogy, it, the, right? the analogy I use is a, a club DJ, a radio DJ, a wedding DJ. They're all DJs, right? but Let's say you need brain surgery. You're not going to go to a podiatrist. Mm-hmm. A podiatrist is still a doctor, mm-hmm. oh, but you a- don't go to a podiatrist for brain surgery. Mm-hmm. That's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a different skill. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's a combination of them knowing how the flow of a party. Right. The other thing that really gets overlooked a lot, especially with the couples who are looking for club DJs, is... Mm-hmm. A uh, wedding DJ has to be a master of ceremonies mm-hmm. as well. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, and it's kind of like what you were just saying, Emily, when you go up to a DJ and they're mixing or whatever, and you say, can you announce the photo booth? And they're kind of intimidated by the microphone. You don't, yeah. This person is representing you on yes. what theoretically is the one wedding day of your life. Right. And they sound bad on a microphone. They they are the voice of your event of mm-hmm. your wedding, mm-hmm. and if they're afraid of a microphone, I mean that they may do some great. Mi- and the other thing about mixing is, they mix songs that aren't necessarily right for a party. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as 
all three of us have heard the same songs at weddings as much <laughs> as we've all heard I Got a Feeling right. and Celebration. Right. And the reason these songs become so overplayed at weddings is because they work. Mm-hmm. Totally. Interesting. Well, we're going to talk about songs a little okay. bit later. I know I sent you questions, but that's I when I one. That's when I can get going forever. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of... We have a curveball question for you later, but I, I know you're an expert. I know you'll be fine. But before we jump into that, um, I should I, tell my story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I was like, we got on this tangent, which is totally fine because it's very applicable. But yes, yes. Megan knows no, Martine. I also, so we talked about when we first met, but then I also feel like we should discuss the last time I saw you because we told this story on our number our first mini sewed session it was our um because yeah. i think at that point it had only happened two weeks prior or something it had been very recent when we did yeah, our mini yeah, sets. Yeah, i was like yeah. i have a story <laughs> um so if you haven't heard that uh episode you should go back and listen to it but i thought it was funny to the fact that we, could, we actually have another person that experienced this outside of me on the yeah. uh, podcast so when you- megan's or, or sorry, I didn't know. No, go you. ahead. It's... If you remember when Megan <laughs> caught on fire. I remember it well. <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> it was during the first dance and I'm very focused. And yeah, honestly, that's a big moment. Doing the first dance, once you start the song, you're not really, you, you don't have to necessarily concern yourself with what song is going to be next because after right. the first dance, you're going to go into the meal or you're going to go into father-daughter dance or right. something else. So it's not right. a high... Um, party moment. Right. It's, it's more of a, it's an intimate moment. Right. And so. This is making it so much worse. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, paint the picture of the inside of a DJ's brain. Yes. So you're absolutely right though. There, there's a general DJ rule that you really should not mess up any of the event songs, but the three songs, which are absolutely vital that you never play the wrong song. First dance, father-daughter dance, mother-son dance. So this is the first dance. So I'm taking it very seriously. Yeah, your focus is all on. Very, very strongly on the couple. And I'm starting to smell a little bit of a burning smell. Now, I've kind of learned to dismiss this over the years at weddings because of candles and things. And I'm, I'm just figuring it's a candle. It doesn't smell quite like a candle, but I'm too focused to worry about it. Right, right. And I can't remember... I think it was the videographer or maybe it was the venue rep who came up to me and said, did you see that the photographer's hair caught on fire? <laughs> well, she it. didn't even see it. The coordinator didn't see it. Is that who you're talking about? I'm, try- I'm trying to remember who told me this, but I'm like, I'm like, and, and then all the pieces clashed together in my brain. That's what it is. And of course, you know, Megan's hair already looks like it's fire. So uh, even if I'd seen it, I might not have even noticed So I have an important question. How long after the incident did the room generally smell like burning hair? Was it like, did it it link? Into the dinner. Into the dinner. Into the dinner. Because I remember. Right from that, they went into dinner. Right. I went to the bathroom to go fix myself. And then when I, by the time, they had opened all the doors. So by the time I came back, which actually wasn't that long. When I walked back in the room, I didn't smell it anymore. I was actually surprised that it still didn't smell. I think opening the doors was key. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because if it had been a closed off room, that could have lingered. It could have. Yeah, for a while. And I remember... (laughs) So funny. I do remember, though, that even though I didn't notice that her hair was on fire, (laughs) I do remember that she was in the room throughout the first dance. (laughs) And I'm I'm thinking to myself... like, how is that possible? Now, I know Megan's a pro, but that is above and beyond... (laughs) And so I went out once the meal got started and things were settled down and, and I, I let her know I was really impressed that she was on the verge of death, but she kept shooting anyway. Yes, yes. I mean, honestly, I'm not really calm around fire. I mean, I can't really say I've really been around fire, but I would imagine most humans response would be a little dramatic like a little freak out but in that you can't take away oh no from, so i'm impressed that you kind of kept your cool yeah until well it definitely like, would have been way worse to like right do anything other than what i did right essentially. right right right, right. <laughs> so anyways we applaud you and then i just had, i just love that martine was there I and i was listening to this whole story months and months ago thinking oh my gosh i wonder what the other vendors were thinking and this whole time martine was there uh, yeah. Honestly, it her composure was such that if 
nobody had told me, I never would have known it happened. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. It really is. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Um, so obviously, me and Megan have known you for a long time. I feel like your waveform is just such an establishment yeah. in the Thank industry. You. Thank you. Um, I've never heard the story. So I, I, I would be curious to know just like, how did it start? Where, because you, I mean, how many people do you have DJing for you now? Oh, like let me see. Yeah, we're getting up there. We have Ryan, Anthony, Tiffany, Amanda, Jeanette, Chris, and Eric. No, not Chris and Eric. Alan and Eric. Chris, not Chris, my partner, but oh. we have another DJ who's Chris, who's also a wedding officiant who oh. occasionally comes and helps us out. So, so he's yeah, kind of like, a on call sort yeah, of guy. Yeah. So what You're was that? Up there. I think seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one of my goals for 2019 is to oh. book them more often than me. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. It's, and it was always a challenge for me because I'm the you person who started the company. Face. Everybody yeah. knows me. And I am was trying to um, find a way of when couples would call or contact us to promote the other DJs before me. Mm. And I think I finally figured it out. Hmm. So I'm, oh, I'm booking good. them more. I mm. will say when I first, years ago, I, I was much more, I'm like, no, 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 we want you. What's your availability? But it took, I think it took one couple who just couldn't afford you. But we were able to, I think it was like was Ryan, maybe was Ryan. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, I trust Martine, but I don't know this dude. And he killed it and after that I was way more inclined to be like hey whoever you got whoever you got who's available and my clients if I felt good about it they were cool with it my feeling is that if I'm if let's say you contact me and I have a DJ available if it's one that is maybe newer or or maybe not quite up to the standards of some of the ones you'd seen. I give you full disclosure first. You I'd do. say you do. this is yeah. his strength. This is his weakness. Yeah. Hmm. Given that, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. And I've been, I've never had a bad situation, so Excellent. I'm open to it. Um, <laughs> but how, how many years ago did you start Waveform? Waveform this year, 2019, is actually our 10 year anniversary. Mm. We're all the same. I know. Yeah. This Are is we my really? Yeah. yeah. I started mm-hmm. in 2009. High five, all of us. <laughs> Look at us. 10 years. I mean, I feel old saying that. But. Well, I didn't want to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> so, 10 years. 10 years okay. of Waveform, and then I'd been a wedding DJ five years prior to that working for another company. Mm. Oh. And then prior to that, I was a radio DJ, which I was gonna say. is part of the reason I know the difference between the different types of DJs. You totally no have joke. a radio okay. voice. When he <laughs> sat down, he seems so comfortable right now. Yeah. I was going to be like, have you done this before? I feel like you've done this before. Yeah. 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 In fact, there was a short time, uh, maybe about two years ago, where we were doing a waveform radio, uh, uh, internet radio show, and we eventually... Cool had to uh, shut it down because um, Chris, my business partner, Chris, he knows the rules. There, there was some sort of uh, change in the law about broadcasting music online. Hmm. And so we had uh... to shut it down. Now, he still has the dream of getting it going again. Mm-hmm. And I'm more along the lines of what, what you, you two are doing. We, we should probably transition yeah. into podcasting mm-hmm. because, I mean... We're all old, right? Radio's kind of dying out. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's Hey, I was a journalism major. So you know what I I'm started saying. every class the first day the professor would be like, welcome to journalism ethics and this is a dying industry. Oh you gosh. won't get yeah. a job. Stay. If you want to drop, you can drop. Oh it was a very depressing. That's, I mean, pretty, that's pretty dark. Well, I mean, I graduated in 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. So it was like a t- interesting time to be in your last semester of college. Yeah. The writing was on the ro- on the wall for the country sure. and let alone journalism. So sure. there was just kind of an overall somberness for seniors across the board. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Rough. But anyways, I did not know that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Where's the name Waveform come from? Oh, that's a great question. When we were coming up at the company, Chris and I, um, we were, it was with my ex, mm-hmm. who's also in the wedding industry. Oh, yeah. Isabel, you know, yes, you know Isabel yes, Gonzalez, yes. videographer. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting around brainstorming names and she was just rattling off words and started to get into more hip sounding words yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. almost started to get a little science fiction-y. <laughs> and then she said waveform and Chris and I just looked at each other and we're like, hold on. 
Go back to that word. Because what a waveform is, I I, I don't want to over-explain it or anything, but it's the audio representation of sound. Right. So that's what we... I mean, sorry, let me rephrase that. It's the visual visual representation representation. of sound. And so that's... uh, So it's appropriate for our company. Totally. A couple years ago, um, uh, another DJ friend of mine um, was telling me that he was up against another company called Soundwave. And I thought he was messing with me. I thought he was intentionally messing up mm-hmm. my company name as a joke and we were up against him. It turns out about a year after we started, another uh. company came up with that name, but we were first. So, there you um. go. There you go. <laughs> and to be, we literally just got done saying this um, with another thing we were talking about. Um, when you're trying to copy someone, it's always going to be a little less than. Yeah. And I feel like waveform flows off the tongue mm-hmm. so much easier mm-hmm. than sound wave, right? Or I would agree with that... you. I would agree with you. <laughs> Honestly, at the time, we were so enamored of the word waveform that we didn't even consider sound wave. <laughs> and then I hear about this other company, and I, like I said, at first I thought he was messing with right, me. And right, now right. I'm like, okay, yeah, but yeah. we came first. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So when you first started, did you always envision it being this, like, bigger company that offers all because you offer lighting and all these other different things mm-hmm. or were you because you came from radio were you just envisioning you and Chris DJing weddings well that is part of the reason I went into business with Chris because ah, okay. he is more uh, the, even beyond you know the radio and versus club versus party right. DJ um, personality wise I think of two types of DJs there's the more creative DJ who's a performer and then mm. there's a more technical DJ. Yes. I happen to be more of the performer kind and Chris is just the biggest tech nerd ever. <laughs> and uh, so that's a good combo. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We, we complement each other. Half the time he starts talking and I don't know what he's even talking about after a while. <laughs> the, the limit of my technical knowledge is what a waveform is. Got it. And <laughs> that makes sense why you had me go on a call with him when we were talking about the gobos the other day. Exactly. You're after like, you know a while. What? Let's get Chris involved in you this. You started asking questions and I'm like, okay, you I don't want to tell where... Emily the wrong yeah. thing. And um, he, he, part of his, his main area of expertise is lighting. Uh, so, okay. and that, again, with the gobos. So mm-hmm. that uh, combination, he wouldn't be able to do what I do as a DJ. He can't keep the songs in his head, whereas my brain is like, um, I, <laughs> it's a, it's a perhaps a bad comparison, but I think of my brain a little bit, you know, like Quentin Tarantino is known for everything being a reference to something else. Yes. I have that same sort of thing going on in my brain. And that's okay. why I can always think of the next song. And, and whereas most DJs have lists and lists, yes. and I'm, it's all up in my brain. Whoa. Chris can't do that. Okay. And I so do that. he handles the lighting and I can only maybe put up some up lights. And after a while, I'm like, okay, Chris, the come battery here. LEDs. I need help. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The battery ones. If I have to plug them in, that may be one step too many. So. <laughs> That's about my level of lighting <laughs> knowledge as well. Um, and now you guys have come now, I guess I maybe don't even know everything that you guys offer. Um, so I know you offer DJ services, lighting. Do you guys do photo booths too? We do have photo booths. The other thing that Chris likes to really promote that a lot of people don't think about is AV. Ah, Projector screen, things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. To the point where even if you don't have us as a DJ, he can still provide AV for you. Oh, nice. So you can book that solo. I was just going to say, could someone book everything individually? Like if someone just wanted a photo, like maybe they already had their DJ, but they... Okay, so you one stop, you can go to Waveform, right. get the whole shebang or a la carte. Okay. A la carte. There you go. A la carte, I love it. Very In fact, nice. we, we just had a situation Chris told me about yesterday. We were booked on a wedding, lighting, and they were booking a club DJ. Uh, and this DJ didn't have any sound equipment, so they booked us to set up sound. What? And then that DJ ended up canceling on them. <gasps> oh, wow. Now, here's the catch, though. This couple, for whatever reason, didn't know we did DJ as well. So they started talking to another DJ company. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't want to call the planner out, but it clearly wasn't Emily because Emily would have told them. Yes, I would have. Yeah, yeah. But see, that's the sort of thing where if you're in a situation like that, we could because Ryan was the is the person going to help Chris on that event. And he could just step in. in. We We had a wedding on New Year's Eve where they booked a club DJ and they realized last minute 
that this DJ couldn't talk on a microphone mm-hmm. for the life of him. I mean, mm-hmm. thank God they even realized it. Luckily, Ryan was there, and he stepped in and agreed to be their MC for the night for free. <gasps> no. He did. Oh, my gosh. Day of? Day of. Wow. Day of. And the, and the, and the couple told me they ended up liking Ryan better than the DJ <laughs> they booked, so... Oh, I love how things work out like that. Um, Okay, so I feel like this kind of ties in. We've talked a lot about the difference between all these different DJs. So forgive me if you feel like this is redundant, but say a couple doesn't have a planner. And because I usually do a little pep talk about like choosing the right DJ for you. But say they're just going in blind. They Google wedding DJ Los Angeles. What do you think is the biggest misconception people don't understand about what you guys do that you feel like you're having to really spell it out for people? Well, once upon a time, I would have said that a lot of couples think that we're just glorified iPods and mm-hmm. we just play songs. And I think couples are starting to realize now that it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. There's mm-hmm. both the issue of I think the, I assumed that would have been your answer. That that, that I, I used to think that way, but I'm, okay. I'm seeing less and less of that to the point where couples are savvy enough that they're asking us if we actually beat mix, which hmm. I, I would think that, that is. see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I would have thought that would be only something that a DJ would understand, but right. couples are starting to understand it. It's when you hear one song blend into another mm-hmm. on the beat. Oh, okay. So you are hearing Michael Jackson, and then suddenly, next thing you know, it's Black Eyed Peas, and you mm-hmm. hear one song and the other mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. My so husband's really into the, mm-hmm. to, He listens to DJs on like SoundCloud who do that. Mm-hmm. They'll exactly. create like two hour mixes. And maybe that's what it is SoundCloud or something. Maybe. Is, is educating people. Maybe, yeah. So I we're getting away from that. I think it's still the. In fact, it's almost that's prioritized to the point where they forget the MC skills. And that's why club DJs are becoming mm. uh, a thing oh. where, the, where they're a challenge to the wedding or party DJs. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. And so people are focusing more on the music it, in, a, in a way. They're, they're both, not to get all you know hoity-toity and all, but they're both, it's artistry both ways. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But you said it yourself earlier, the idea of the appreciation of the music, and that's more what a club DJ is doing. They, they're yeah. they're creating, they're almost creating new music with old music. Yes. yes. Whereas a party DJ, the artistry of it is more about motivation and getting people, getting people pi- pumped and having a good mm-hmm. time on the dance floor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like on my end, what I feel like I have to repeat over and over again is my couples think that the role of the DJ, it well, actually, I'm not sure what they think the role is, but they feel like they have to curate the playlist. So they're That's like, they're spending months picking each specific song and it's stressing them out. And I feel like I'm oftentimes having to say, you can do that if it brings you joy, but really... <laughs> If well, because you know some people they're total. Yeah, music, yeah, yeah. Like they want my sister, to. my sister's a total. Like she would want so choose. much joy mm-hmm. in picking out like an actual playlist. But to me, the point of hiring a DJ is you have a one hour sit down. You explain, you know, oh, we're into these dances. We're not doing these dances, and this is our vibe. We love '90s R&B. We love hip hop. We hate country. We hate the the electric slide. And you're the pro. We're going to leave the rest up to you. That's the way I feel like a relationship with DJs is. And I feel like I see my couples bogged down by the specific, this song has to go here and then immediately followed by this oh song. And I mean, you know, does that, do you find that? Or That, I think that is a result of a lot of DJs when they're trying to have better customer service, that, that idea of, Always saying yes to the client. Always saying yes to the client. Oh, you want to give me a list of 50 songs? Sure. And I think that it's almost translated to the point where sometimes a couple does feel like it's their responsibility. And you're absolutely right. It shouldn't be. Unless it's their priority. Right. Because otherwise, why are they hiring us? Why are they not having an iPod? Right. (laughs) It's similar to when I get not only family shot list but then like just wedding shot list like from beginning to end it's like the exact same get me thing. putting my makeup on get yeah. the get the um grand exit i'm like yeah. okay the i don't and i look at that and i'm like why did you stay up all night yes. writing that list 
if you trust in the vendor you hired, trust that they're going to do the obvious, you know? Yeah. But how is the DJ going to know you love line dancing if well, you don't what, spell that out for them? There, it's, it's a combination of just one-on-one communication, either Agreed. email, phone call, meetings, face-to-face, text, what have you. Agreed. And we have an online system that mm-hmm. the couples can use where they can let us know what types of music they do and don't, lo- don't yeah. want. And they can even weight it. So if they really like 80s and they kind of like 90s, they can put the 80s at a 10 and the 90s at a 7 or oh, something like that. that. Yeah, I, I like love that. I love that too. I was also, this just reminded me of another reason why I love working with you. I don't know what it is. I've kind of put DJs in the artist category when I work with actual like musicians right like guitar players harpists or bands they're artists they're musicians they're not great at email typically (laughs) typically that's not always but a lot of djs i find the same thing they're great day of but Mm. getting them to respond to an email is like pulling teeth and that's something that i really appreciate because you almost reply so fast that I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how did he even get back to you? <laughs> so that's well, a good Well, I'm not going to lie. I have similar issues with, with our DJ sometimes getting mm. a hold of them. Interesting. And I think the reason I'm different is you said you went to journalism school. Yeah. I majored in communications. Ah. Uh, so I think it's also different to too because it's your company. That's true too. That's a good Whereas point. Whereas Ryan, yeah. he's lovely, but he works for so it's like a little bit different there's a sense of ownership i think there which always baffles me why some djs it is their company i I can't speak to them (laughs) yeah 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 anyways anyways um that's really interesting i wonder if technology like soundcloud and now like on macbook airs you can get free software to like mix your own stuff i wonder if like the music technology has made the average consumer more interested it could in be. those elements. It could be educating them. You do run into an issue. Well, you said your husband, or your, who, who, which one of your husbands likes to listen to the mixes? Yeah, my Yours? husband, yeah. Part of the problem with that is that a couple could put a huge two-hour mix together, but then it's all pre-recorded. Exactly. And you're... You're not going with the flow no. of the yep. energy of the of the mm-hmm. not the audience, the guests. Yes, mm-hmm. that's. Let's go what back I to say. that '80s versus '90s thing. Let's say I put on Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. and I don't get a reaction. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to follow it up with NSYNC. I'm going to follow <laughs> it up with Prince or something. Right, yes. right, right. Yes. If I do get a reaction, then I go NSYNC. Then I go Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it you, and you can't. Figure that out in advance. Yeah, and I always tell couples this. You might be great at making playlists that you listen to in your car Mm -hmm. or you do at a house party. You cannot predict the energy on the wedding day. Mm -hmm. As I don't care if you're the best. My sister is one of the best humans I know for making mixes or playlists. She just has a knack for it. But it's usually for a single user experience. Mm-hmm. Very good and it's point. Very, mm-hmm. very good different. Point. Like there's no and having a live person who can read the crowd yeah. and knows their profession so well can literally make or break the vibe, mm-hmm. regardless of however much you planned. And what I'll tell couples when they give me a list is I'll say prioritize the ones that are most important to you. Mm. If we, on, online you can you can do a list of, of up to 20 mm. once you get beyond 20 then you're kind of getting into the point where your hands are tied but right, let's right, say right. i um, decide i'm gonna be a little loose okay go ahead you can send me a few more yeah but prioritize so i know which ones have to get on mm. and the i will tags. find the right place for them mm-hmm. yeah if you have you know uh uptown funk bruno mars it may be right to play it towards the beginning. It may be right to save it till a little later on, and I'll find the right place for it. It'll get played, right? But I have to find a place to have its maximum effect. Yeah, and we say this on the, on this podcast a lot. Having full trust in your vendors is it's such an asset on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. It frees you. I agree. From having to worry about the minutia of it all. I like to tell couples they are not the host of their party; they're the guests of honor. Ooh, I like that. And that way they don't have to sit there and worry about 
what's coming up next. They don't have to look at their watches or their phones to see what time it is. Yeah. They have Emily, they have Martine, they have Everyone. Megan, whoever. Yeah. They're keeping an eye on things for them so they can kick back and relax and have fun. I love that. I love that so much. Um, what? I Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. So you did my cousin's wedding. Yes. 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 And we had them on the podcast. Was that about a year and a half ago? No, just a year. They got married in February. Was it February? Yep. It was my birthday. <laughs> it was on your birthday. Uh, the rehearsal was on my birthday. The wedding was the day after my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Should have said something. I would have, no, no, I would no, have no, embarrassed no. you. I didn't tell anyone. I don't even think my staff that day Wait, did, did Facebook remind me? Well, I don't know, but we were do, working. Do, does, does, do you have your birthday on Facebook? I think so. I think so. So maybe it did remind maybe, me. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I must have been it in the wedding zone. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, so anyways, I you did an interesting thing with them. They, I forget exactly, maybe you can, you guys did like a game sort of situation where each table had a song. Okay. And, and I'm just going to preface by saying I am notorious for being an anti-game person when it comes to weddings. I usually encourage couples not to. And there are certain ones that I feel like have fallen into like the tradition category. So I'm curious how you advise couples, because obviously I'm not in those meetings. I'm curious how you navigate like which traditions to do in wedding programs, which to not. Hmm. And I'm not going to lie. When Chloe told me, oh, we had a great meeting with Martine, he ca-, I was like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. But she was so <laughs> excited about it. I was like, you know what? I trust Martine. It's not my wedding. It's your wedding. I was like, sure, let's do it. And I was so skeptical. And it was a total hit. My sweet little Dutch reform family got so into it. And everything was different. Like it played out so much better than I envisioned. So I'm just curious your process with couples and which tradition, and I I don't like the word tradition necessarily, but like which typical, which typical things do you think work and which don't? Well, if we're talking about traditions or typical things, I think of things like cake cut, bouquet toss, things like that. Okay. I'm thinking more like um, I've heard DJs do the thing, uh, the pass the napkin mm-hmm. thing, okay. the... Um, Take out I've, a dollar and pass that around. Or I've seen them put the couple, their chairs fit, the and the, the shoe holding I actually one. really like that game. I, <laughs> so funny. First I have a weird of all, thing with feet. I'm like, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> first of all, I try to avoid the word game. Because okay. game automatically makes people think bar mitzvah, quinceanera, yes. shower, That's something like that. Baby shower. Yes. I would Same. call it an icebreaker. Ah, uh, okay. And then what the what this particular icebreaker was was they had a buffet, right? And for each table, we the couple, Chloe assigned each table a song. Yes. And when I played that song. That's how the couple would know it's their turn to go to the buffet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason that game seems less cheesy than some of these other ones we're talking about is because it's it's more subtle. First of all, Definitely. I'm not do I I explain it on the mic, and once yeah. I've explained it, then the music speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Two, I encourage them. Number one, don't do boring songs. So do mm. not necessarily dance songs, but yeah. upbeat, perky, fun, recognizable Medi- songs. And you can also do songs that you know the guests that are at that table gear it towards them yes mm-hmm. and they did that and that's what got people and that's why people have fun yeah. that's fun mm-hmm. and i also tell them hey if you if you give me hey jude and it's a seven minute song and we're ready to move on i'm not going to play all of hey jude don't yeah. worry i keep it moving yeah, yeah yeah but people have fun with it and so that's part of the reason i think it works as far as what i would suggest to a couple a lot of it is part of that process of getting to know you i get a mm-hmm. feel for what they do and don't like and i also won't do anything they don't want Right. So if I were to explain that idea to Chloe and she said, no, that's not my thing. I'm like, okay, we won't do Moving it. Then. On. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Are there any that you're like, cause I feel like we've teased about this before. You're not a big country fan. I'm not. That's why we have Ryan. Yes. Ryan's from <laughs> and, Texas. So, and he gets yeah. into it. I've seen him get into it, but are there any things that you're like, we're not going to do that. Like, trust me, it's not going to go over well. Or are you are you guys generally open? I'm I'm a little bit more like you, Emily. Sorry, Megan. I'm not a fan of the shoe game, but <laughs> if the couple likes it, I do it. Okay. I, I'm not. 
but you're not out here just going like, oh, you could do this. You could do this. You could do, you're just kind of like, if they bring it up or. Uh, one thing I would, I would have trouble with, and this is, has nothing to do with games or, or interaction or anything like that. If there's a song or an artist that's kind of in trouble right now, a great yeah. example, R. Kelly. Yep. I, would, um, oh, I, I was going to ask you about that and then I forgot. So thank you for I, reminding me. If a couple absolutely has to hear Ignition, all right, you're the boss. You got it. Yeah. But I'm not going to play it unless I abs- – and I will encourage the couple – not encourage them, but I will say, okay, just so you know, here's the problem with playing it. Yeah. If they say we don't care, do it anyway. Okay. I did have a wedding. Uh, actually, Ryan and I were together. It was about mm. maybe a month ago. And Ignition wasn't on their playlist. Okay. But one of the bridesmaids came up and asked for it. And Ryan and I were both kind of, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Kind of feel yucky about and, it. <laughs> and she goes, well, go ask the bride. So I did. And the bride said yes. Oh. I'm like, all right. Well, you know what? Bride said yes. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like the parting of the Red Sea on the dance floor. No way. Only the bridesmaid and the bride were still out Stop there. Stop it. And it really did impact the party negatively. Yikes. But... But the bride said yes. Are tied at that the point. bride said yeah. yes. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I came up with a rule after that point. I was going to say, how do you <laughs> learn experience? That? Yeah. yeah. If it's an advance and the and the bride or the groom say yes, I want to have it, then it's yes. But if I'm at a wedding and somebody comes up and requests it, oh, I'm sorry, we deleted it out of our all of our systems. Ever since <gasps> mm-hmm. the big scandal, yeah, we, yeah, we don't yeah. even we don't even have we it. We don't even have mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, even I though like we, that. we we still do. But, right. Yeah. Okay. So this is a curveball question, but just so it's interesting. I don't hear as much R. Kelly as much anymore. R. Kelly's R. Kelly's done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say as much at all. I don't hear him at all. I do hear a lot of Michael Jackson still. That's the okay. And, literally, and, when he said that, that's who I thought yeah, of. Yeah, and I. I, and this has nothing to do with your profession. I'm just curious on a psychological level where you, because to me, I felt a little gross about it. I was like, oh, wow. They were like, that's the third Michael Jackson song I'm, we've heard. And no one seemed to care on the dance floor. I'm trying to remember, but I was somewhere recently where I suggested a Michael Jackson song and whoever I was talking to said, I don't think we should do that. And then I was like, okay, I guess not. But like you're saying, I don't feel like people are not playing it the oh, same no. way that they're not playing R. Kelly. No, I would say maybe maybe my ear is paying attention yeah. to it more. So maybe it, it's not that it's being played more. It's probably just pl- being played the normal rate. But I'm hyper aware of it now. That, that's probably it. But yeah, the difference is, and not to in any way make this into a morality play right, or anything. Right, 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 right. But if you think about what Michael Jackson is accused of doing and what mm-hmm. R. Kelly is accused of doing, they're both awful. Right. If the, if those accusations are true, neither person is more virtuous than the other. Right. Agreed. But the difference is Michael Jackson is more iconic. Yeah. His Everybody knows Thriller. Mm-hmm. Every Everybody. single human on the face mm-hmm. of the planet knows Thriller. Ignition, people may say, oh, yeah, I've heard that song, but it just mm-hmm. never got quite to that level. So you think it's easier yeah. easier to let that go? Yeah. Also, I mean, Michael think, Jackson's dead, I was too. just going to say, yeah. do you think it has yeah. anything to do with the fact that he's not here anymore? Yeah, that that like, has something to do with it, too. All right, yeah. well, what are we going to do? Crucify this guy? He's mm-hmm. not even here. Mm-hmm. Whereas R. Kelly, in some way, can feel the effect of people. But when you think about it, that shouldn't really matter. Because if that's how I feel, because, I'm trying to understand what other people. Yeah. But I, mean, you're, I think you're absolutely right. That's part of the reason, but it really shouldn't matter because the reason you don't play this, R. Kelly and, and Michael Jackson or the estate of Michael Jackson aren't making money of what we're at, what we're doing at weddings. But the reason, true, true. the reason it's bad to play it is not because you're benefiting them, but because of the impact it has on the guests. On the, mm. If, uh, if it makes them feel negative, then you don't want to do it. You, right. you're, you're at a party and you don't want to think about what R. Kelly did. Mm-hmm. Right. For whatever reason, people don't think about what Michael Jackson did. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that I find that so fascinating. And that and the, Michael Jackson for a wedding DJ is a staple. Yeah, I know. I was just gonna say taking yeah. away Michael Jackson <coughs> would be like Sorry. telling a a caterer they can no longer serve chicken right 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 yeah totally and wow i mean 
if it had been the same and if people had not wanted Michael, I wouldn't have played it. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding more and more that people are all right with Michael mm-hmm. and not with R. Kelly. I remember back when there was the trial when Michael Jackson was mm-hmm. still alive and I, I played Billie Jean at a party and it killed the party. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he died and it, came, it all came right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say because interestingly, I think R. Kelly has been in a negative light for quite some time, even though now it's kind of blown up a bit. I mean, I remember when he was getting flack for what he was doing at live concerts and stuff, and that always made me feel a certain way. I mean, people have been questioning Michael Jackson's actions for years, and the better part of the population ignored it then too i also think that has something to do with it it's like we weren't really acknowledging there were questions brought up when he was alive people weren't acknowledging it then so why would it necessarily well i think part of it is that our society has changed since then we've had the we've had the i don't want to really make this dark but the many 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 me too yeah Stories. Um, stories. Mm-hmm. And so as a society, we're less tolerant of it. Mm-hmm. That can affect a person who's still alive. It can't affect Michael Jackson. Right. If Michael Jackson were still alive, who knows how it might have That's affected true. him. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. I feel, I don't, I love, I mean, I have almost every single Michael Jackson album on yeah. vinyl in my bedroom. I, vinyl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So I obviously appreciate his music, but when I'm at weddings and a song comes on, I immediately just kind of like, you know, you just kind of stand up. I'm like, oh, okay. And I, and I observe and everyone seems to be having fun. So I let my personal feelings go, but it, it's just a fascinating thing to watch happen. Mm-hmm. And weddings is a unique. I mean, I was certainly uncomfortable at first and now yeah. I'm at the point where I'm well, it's letting like you, you go. can't not do your job. Right. Right. So I guess that makes sense. Well, I mean, I, I remember back when the song Blurred Lines came out and that was a controversial <gasps> song. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. But it was the number one song of the year. Wow. Was this, it? I don't, it was yeah, the number one song that. of whatever it was, oh, oh, 05, no, 15 or 16, whatever oh, year it wow. came out. And now know. here we are, whatever, five years later and the song still works. Now, Robin Thicke, as far as I know, did not, get accused of any um, right. of anything but the song that the nature of the song itself was very uncomfortable yeah and I decided I was gonna look it up on I, I googled the lyrics and I'm like oh wow that's what I've been playing yeah and <laughs> but it still works still works to this so day interesting there, there's a, power in melody and beat and everything non-lyrical I guess I remember when um, a Lady Gaga uh, Born This Way came out I have a more conservative DJ friend who said he won't play it. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, why not? It's, it's a hot song right yeah. now. And I'm sure a lot of the people who are going crazy to that song were probably more conservative. Interesting. And, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the song was so popular and it was such a catchy song. People right. didn't care. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, um, I guess in the same sort of vein, is there a song that gets the most requested? At weddings. Is there like a top requested song? It varies. I mean, it, we, you rotate year, through it by, by what's popular at the time. Yeah. This year, it's probably The Old Town Road, which ironically is not a very good dance song. Nope. Okay. There's a I'm line so, dance to it, though. I'm so glad you brought that up because the last like four weddings I've done, they played that song. Right. And I'm like, this is a terrible dance song, song for yeah. dancing. And it always kills the dance vibe. Every now and then... There's a song that comes out that is incredibly popular. Yeah. And so people think you should play it at a wedding. Yeah. And it really isn't. Before that, there was Havana. Remember Havana? <gasps> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And yep. then there was Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Yes. 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 Those, these, it's not that there's anything wrong with these songs. They're, They're just, just not, not dancey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when a couple's like, oh, we want Old Town Road. Do you say, okay. Or do you go, okay. Do you I find give a little... sneaky ways of fitting it in sometimes. I'll, what I'll do is I'll play it as the last song before we really open the dance floor at the end uh, of dinner, maybe. Or mm, I'll do the. That's a good idea. Or I'll mm-hmm. do the. We'll go to the cake cut. They'll they'll pick you know a cake cut song, how sweet it is or something, and then they're still cutting the cake and the song and how sweet it is. And so I'll play it there or something. That's More a perfect transition. transition. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Um, what? Okay. Be super honest. <laughs> okay. What is your least favorite? song that you have to play at weddings 
I'm the only one who doesn't like this song because it blows up at a wedding. Really? From the 90s, Jump Around. Oh, I hate that song. Uh, oh, so you agree with me. Yes. You agree with me. No, I hate it so much. But it works. And you're just like grin and bear it kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Does it really work? Because I would like just get off the dance charm. floor. So <laughs> So we'd so lose funny. Megan, but. <laughs> but everyone else would stay. <laughs> I feel like I have like a hundred songs that I'm just like, not this again. I'm at the point where it's not so much that I like the song as I know how it works and I you like enjoy the, the reaction to it. Mm. Oh, I like yeah. that. And I've learned to appreciate songs that I otherwise wouldn't like because I know how effective they are. Mm-hmm. So maybe in that respect, I do kind of like Jump Around, but if it comes on the radio, I'm changing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. If, you know, the radio still exists. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a Ride or Die 101.1 listener. Oh, how about that? Yeah, I love oldies. That's what I was raised on. Well, I um, still get those at weddings sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, it's interesting. I get mixed feedback or i mean i'm not the one playing it but i feel like some weddings the oldies really hit and some they don't it just depends on the people i i know enough about the oldies i actually used one of the radio stations i worked at was an oldies station oh really so for somebody of all of our ages i know oldies better than most i'm sure but um so i could go deep if i needed to but there's that handful of ones that work for almost any group Mm -hmm. like like twist and shout yeah Mm -hmm. you're right you're right yeah so i went to um elementary school is called Susan B. Anthony Elementary School and we were a very patriotic red white and blue themed little schools a very tiny school and we had this little cafe that was decked out in like a 1950s diner feel and it was Susie's Susie B's was what it was called and um I forget what it was called. It was like a citizenship or it was another word for citizenship. Everyone in the school had this card. And if you did something kind or you were selfless or, you know, something like that, you would get an initial and whatever classroom got the most or some, I'm sure I'm totally ruining the rules, but whatever classroom like filled up their cards for the month, you got to eat lunch in Susie B's. And it always had 101.1 playing nice. in there. Mm-hmm. And so nice. from like third to through sixth grade, it was it just was like the cool thing to do to eat lunch in there. And I loved it. And that's where I fell in love with because I had never really heard that radio before. I mean, when you're right. in third grade, sure. you're not. And so anyways, that's just my I, I, I fell in love with it. I loved <laughs> Excellent. it. Well, good. Yeah. I, that's actually I mean, as a DJ, that's one thing that kind of makes me sad is when songs are so popular and, and then they fade away yeah and so the fact that some of these songs from before any of us were born yeah. still stick around everybody knows who the beatles are yeah mm-hmm. and so that kind of i don't know makes music seem less disposable to me and i like that yeah i i i don't know i feel like i have a very special relationship with music so i'm the same mm-hmm. way i'm like i i don't i love old stuff um Beatles or the Stones? Beatles. Ah. Yeah. You didn't even really pause mm-hmm. or struggle with that. I like them both, but I don't know. My my Beatles. parents were Beatles people, so I'm a Beatles person. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Um, what would you say is your favorite part about your job? I, th- I might have actually already said oh. it. It's when you hit that right song at the oh, right yeah. time and people go crazy. There's a... Um, Kind of a DJ phrase, it's called a reaction point in a song. To give you an example, to go back to Thriller, it's not the beginning of Thriller, it's that bum, 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 bum. Mm. That's about a minute and a half into the song. I love it. But if you mm-hmm. play that, people go nuts. And it's when you get that reaction from people that I love it. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives you, you're like, this I mean, is why I do what I do. I hate to go back to the song I don't like, but jump around that, <laughs> that initial beat, people hear it, they go crazy, and I... Love that reaction, even yeah. though I'd rather not hear the song. Right. Yeah. That's why I think I love music so much, because it can evoke such a strong reaction in humans. Yeah. And it's cool. I agree. That's really cool. Absolutely. There's very few things that I feel like can do that. Yeah. I uh, I don't think I ever told you this, but I actually DJed like a little bit in high school. What? <laughs> so a, we can start somewhere. booking you now, right? <laughs> no. Megan's on the payroll. No. What? There's a picture somewhere of me, like, behind all the 
See, I don't even know what to call it. It was... Turntable? <laughs> yeah. Was, I don't know. A thing where I was having to have headphones and pick back and forth between the songs and listen and, like, all that stuff. Anyway, I was helping out a friend, and then I kind of got obsessed with it. And it's just funny really? to hear you talk about, like, when you get people on the dance floor. And it there's this feeling of, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's really cool when you, like, pick something that they, that they love. Do you feel powerful? And when you keep people on the floor. Actually, yes. 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 It's, it's like so, my puppet. Yeah. <laughs> I explained it to Michelle one time. I said, the dance floor is my canvas. I am a master painter. <laughs> I love that so much. Sounds very cocky, but it's that yeah, thrill you get it is. from, from when, it, when it works. You're like... Yeah, it's, it's funny because yeah. it's, it's like... art. Yeah. It is. I'm it in is. no way an actual DJ, but I, it's, I can actually like relate to what you're saying. And it's very kind of intoxicating, which is like... Yeah. I don't know. I Probably not that. good, but <laughs> no, totally. Well, and that's that's an interesting word because you know, as a professional, we we don't drink while we're at events, right? Right. But there's a at high. the end of the night, I'm just as much a high as any totally. of these drunk people around me. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Andy's always blown away. I'll like come home at two a.m. and I'm like wired right. awake, mm-hmm. and he's like, right. "You just worked sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. How are you still awake?" And I'm like. It, I have to come off of this high. It doesn't just right. happen like that. I have a mm-hmm. whole routine. And even in my brain, I'm like, you're so, t- you need to go to bed. You need to go to bed. But my adrenaline totally. is still up It'll there. It'll be at so. least an hour. Oh, mm-hmm. then, usually yeah. more. Usually yeah. more. Yeah. I, I've kind of gotten it down. I've tried really hard to be like an hour and a half. And then I'm like, even if the brain is spinning, I'm still going to wind down. Yeah. I, I thought that was only me. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that. Not if you're doing it right. Not if you're, there you yeah. go. There you go. Um, so we like to wrap up every episode asking vendors their just if they could give one nugget of advice to couples planning their wedding. Um, it could be DJ specific or music specific, but you've been in the industry for a long time. So there might be something you've just kind of seen people struggle with. Um, well, certainly I could make it DJ specific, but I think think I'll I think I'll say something I think you're gonna like oh. I I honestly think a couple should have a wedding planner that's so funny <laughs> as soon as he said I'm gonna you're gonna like it I was like he's gonna give the same advice as Audrey yeah, yeah, yeah. did she say that yeah. yeah she's right though not only does it make the day easier on the couple but it makes the day easier on all the other vendors if yeah. it's a good planner mm-hmm. and one you work together with true, true, well true. yeah yeah because it could kind of have the opposite effect which ha- has happened yeah, yeah. um Okay, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Is there any little nugget now DJ related that DJ you related, tell people? DJ related always at least talk to Skype if you can meet in person better, get to know the DJ. Mm-hmm. You can have 3 DJs and they all are roughly the same price, so you don't know which one to get, so you go with the lowest price. Mm-hmm. But they might they may excuse me, they may not be the right DJ for you. Right. How would you say someone is the right DJ for you? Remember I said earlier the DJ is the voice of your wedding yeah. reception. And I don't mean just a literal voice, but a figurative voice as well. They are representing you. Yeah. It's their voice. They're the ones with the microphone. But a good DJ is making sure that even though they're doing all the talking, the attention is always on the couple. Mm-hmm. And it, you want somebody who represents you the way you want to be represented Maybe you feel a bond with them. Maybe they have similar interests. Maybe there's somebody who's who you could see being a friend in real life. I, I'm friends yeah. with some of my former clients. Yeah. Always make sure that this is the right personality, the right person for you. Mm. A few hundred dollars difference here or there. It's really not going to. 20 years from now, you're going to regret some jerk on the microphone mm-hmm. just because you saved $200. Right. so true. You know, that's so interesting because that's almost verbatim the speech I give to my couples when picking a photographer. Because mm. for me, I'm like, if you don't feel a connection or feel comfortable in their presence, it's going to show in your photos. Right. But Absolutely. I've never said that about a DJ. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think after Chloe and Brian met with you, they were like, oh, yeah. Because I, I, I th- I'm sure I gave them you first. And, and I have like maybe two others that I tell people like, hey, check. These are all my favorites. I think they came back and they're like, we loved his personality. Mm-hmm. And talking with you, I can see how they would feel like if they were the ones on the mic, they would have 
talked in a similar way mm. and like even the fact that you suggested that game thing I mean they loved that I would have been like nope no nope, <laughs> no but they loved it and so I think that does translate and I feel like I should start telling my clients that I think so too do you often meet with people in person it used to happen a lot more than now. Mm. We're in an Amazon age now where everybody just wants to fill their shopping cart and check click, out. Yeah. Yeah, check yeah, out. Yeah. And um, that's interesting. I know. Yeah. For I like some things, that analogy. For some things, that's fine. Yeah. It's like not lighting. fine for... They don't well, need I mean, you should really friends. be getting your lighting through waveform events, so that should already be decided. <gasps> oh, no, no, I don't mean... But, like, they don't need to have a one-hour in-person consult no. for lighting. No, in fact, if they talk to Chris, they'll probably get scared away, so they, <laughs> it's better that they don't. But, but for DJing, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I think that was a good analogy, this, the same thing with photographers. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm meeting with Megan and I feel like myself around her, then I know she's a good photographer mm-hmm. for me. Right. I'm not going to know that from, you know, a, a website. You're right, I, you're right. I mean, you can kind of Skype, you can kind of FaceTime. I'm not 100% opposed to it because I know that our, our society is shifting where people like to get out less and less. I understand that. Yeah. But there's no substitute for in-person. You're right. And if I meet with, I mean, all three of us are in roles of the industry. You should meet with the person. Yeah, yep. agreed. All three mm-hmm. of us are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree with you. I don't know if I've been preaching that about you, and I feel like I should. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I would have thought that either. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's different in a way in in the case of a photographer, you have to feel comfortable to loosen up in front of the camera. Right. For a DJ, it's more about how you want to be represented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to spend time together in order for someone to know that. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to know that they get you, that, that you get them, that they, I'll give you an example. I am one of the, Disney DJs. So when Disneyland needs a wedding DJ, I'm one of the handful of DJs they call. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. So that says that. a lot about my personality. Yes. That if, if I'm somebody who fits in well at Disney, yeah. then that already tells you if you're a couple who likes Disney things or Disney-related things like Star Wars or something, right, right. Muppets, what have you, I might be a good choice for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're somebody who doesn't like that sort of stuff and you're a little more formal and serious, maybe you might want to talk to one of Waveform's other DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why also I love your company because it's like, yeah, you you personally might not be the best fit for every single couple, but you have an arsenal of people who, or at least on my end, it's like professional, the emails are always sent back on time, there's no... Oh, I didn't know what venue to go to. Or I'm an hour. <laughs> have you, have late. you run into that? Oh yeah. How can they not know what venue to go to? I don't know. Don't, <laughs> don't even get me started. But it's like there's that level of professionalism, like we we're talking about, of like someone who takes ownership in their company. But then the people who work for them, I mean, not everyone has your personality. Right. So it's like you can kind of fit lots of different couple styles, exactly. which is exactly a, a huge sum. Important. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, well, how can people find you? How can they book you? And do you have anything coming up you want to talk about? Yeah. For like the holidays. Okay. Waveform events.com. W A V E F O R M E V E N T S.com. That's a lot of letters. <laughs> events, uh, plural, plural okay. events, plural, or our Instagram waveform underscore events. Mm. Um, and coming up, well, here's what's interesting. I'm a, an admin on the group Orange County Wedding Professionals. We do networking and a networking event at the beginning of every month. We have a Halloween party every year. And Chris, my <gasps> business partner, does Halloween decor every year. And you can book him for your haunted house. He, he actually designs and builds a haunted house for some rich guy <laughs> up in... Um, Solvang every year. They book him every year to do it. How funny. And um, that's the sort of thing that you don't really think about a DJ company Mm -hmm. for. No, not at all. Okay, that's so funny. My husband works with someone at the fire station and they do a huge Halloween event every year. Um, This year they're taking a break, but I should give them Let us know for 20. Yeah. Yeah. Chris can help design and build that. What a specific niche to get <laughs> I he, do, love he does it. he does christmas stuff too oh cool very cool i remember last year it was i think it was 
Huntington Beach somewhere. Anyway, he did a, a Santa projection on a chimney, so it looked like Santa was going down the chimney. And, oh, my yeah. gosh. That makes sense. All the tech. All kinds ABC. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, if you need a photo booth, photo if booth, you need yeah. lighting, waveform events for all those things. His his um, motto is, if it can be done in lighting, he can do it. He can do it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so for listeners, we'll link to all the, his site, his Instagram, all of that. We'll link it in the details. So you don't have to be like writing it down. You can just click on that. Um, and then if you want to get in touch with us. You can email us at weddingtherapypodcast at gmail.com. Or we are on Facebook and Instagram at weddingtherapypodcast. Yeah, and if you have questions for Martine, I'm anything, gonna start following that right now. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, if we didn't, I mean, we kind of came up with this just because we love Martine. We work with him a lot. I, w- I wanted to get to know his perspective. If there are DJ specific things that we didn't cover, and you guys have more, that's what the Facebook group is for. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know, and uh, we'll we can get your questions. Yeah, answered. we'll get your questions answered. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.